Yeah, buddy. Hallelujah. That's what it said. It's raining. Boy, it's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Raining. How was that sound check? You know, it worked. It worked. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode Amen. of Gonzo Bible Study. Hey. Uh, as you heard some of our pre-dialogue here, we're we're dealing with rainstorms. <clears throat> it may come and go throughout the episode. But we will pers- persevere and press on. We'll try uh-huh. not to come and go, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll th- we hope y'all been blessed by recent episodes. We thank you for the feedback that we have received from yes. some of our audience. Thank yes. y'all so much for weighing in and letting us know how things, how the word is blessing you and how Praise God's moving Lord. in your life. We're, we're just glad to be celebrating with you what, what God does Amen. in our lives. Amen. Uh, as we come together today, we're talking about what it is uh, in the waiting room. We, you know, as all of us are receiving the word of God and receiving the vision he has for us in our lives, as we've talked about so far in 2023, how to get that vision, how to gain that yes. vision. A lot of times, many of us find ourselves waiting. <sighs> waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And when we pray for healing and we pray for those around us and stuff like that, it a lot of times can feel like we're sitting in a waiting room at a hospital. We're, in fact, some of us actively are sitting in waiting rooms at hospitals yeah. on those that are ill and stuff like that or waiting to That's be right. seen. Right. And sometimes when we, when we pray to the Lord, we expect kind of the, the make-a-wish genie relationship. Oh. But in reality, yeah. <laughs> reality, what Scripture teaches is that those who wait on the Lord will find their strength, will be encouraged. That's right. That it's That's key right. to Amen. wait. Uh, you know, and a lot of times yes. the Lord will call us to a time of preparation and a time of waiting. Yes. And so today we're just going to kind of stair step through some scriptures and through the concept of what it means to be in a holding pattern with the Lord. There you go. That sometimes his answer is just pause, wait, be ready and be alert and be, you know, aware of what's coming, but wait. You know, right. a lot of times, especially those of us who are like myself, who are younger in the ministry, we, we, we want to be about the purpose, be about the kingdom work. And a lot of times it's hard for us to realize that the Lord works and moves and teaches over long periods of time. You right. know, in previous sessions, we've talked about how you have the 40 years of Moses preparing in the desert before he returns to the people. You have the, the literally the generation of Israel that had to pass away before the rest could move into the promised land. You have repeatedly throughout scripture, right. these moments where God calls people to wait to yes. training, to periods of, Absolutely. you know, whatever, before they're engaged in their purpose, before they're, they're answered, it comes. Yeah, how, how patient know. are we, how patient are you with God? Yeah. You know, I, I think some of what I think we're unpacking in some of this talk and some of our, our, some of our talking and dialogue and whatever and, mm-hmm. and thinking together is, is uh, you know, how patient are we with God? We we hear about the long suffering of God, mm-hmm. how He's faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that, I think it comes back on us. How patient are we, right, with God? I, I was sharing with you just a while ago that we just was coming from a an appointment in a medical clinic right. earlier and had some delays and 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 all. But overhearing a conversation down the hallway. Of a, of younger, a younger person speaking to an older person that worked there, that they were just given up on church, just given up on, you know, and I, of course I know that's two different subjects really. Right. By giving up on church and, and necessarily giving up on God, I hope that's not both. Right. Uh, but obviously uh, this young person was expressing 
that they just didn't see the point anymore. Now, right. that, what little bit I could hear, and I, I so much wanted to get up and and leave my appointed spot <laughs> and go, <laughs> you know, hated hated for the nurse to come back and say, well, "Where did Mister Clark go?" <laughs> but nonetheless, I, ha- I had to hold my place. But um, I hope and pray that perhaps that elder person uh, would would ha- had some adv- wisdom to share. Um, in their dialogue together, because you know you 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 hear things like that sometimes over the break table, yeah. or down, walking down the hallway with your uh, co-students or colleagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these things get on our minds. Um, you know, and we just uh, uh, how patient are we on God? Yeah, I mean just well, and how much of how much of that anxiety and that that anxiousness about moving forward or, or seeing a, seeing an answered uh-huh. prayer or or experiencing God yeah um, you know we all want we all kind of want and dream of the honeymoon period of the relationship with God where everything's popping off and everything's fireworks and everything's happening and all that kind of stuff but at the same time we have to remember God, that our our relationship with God is a relationship there are times right. where there is just needs to be peace. And quiet, and and you know, and all those type of things. And a lot of times during our anxiousness, and during our times of when we want things to be happening and stuff like that, and we don't feel like we're hearing from God, we pull further away from God because we start yeah. engaging. We stop engaging with God. Yeah. And the, and if anybody that's been in a relationship knows that just because you're not getting the feedback you want from the other person in the relationship doesn't mean you stop talking to that person. Because exactly. what is that going to do? It's going to create yeah. a, a larger rift. It's going to create a bigger separation. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make that seem more intense. That, oh, well, he just doesn't yeah. hear me. He doesn't love me. Whatever, because you're not communicating with God. That's so true. there again, how patient are we being with God? But how are we exercising? How are we being intentional about being obedient to the relationship and, and, and in the relationship? How much yeah. are we actually engaging yeah. God? Exactly. You know, I think I, I think a lot of times when folk, when you think about like going to church, right? We we treat it kind of like the the setup that you were uh, sharing a while ago about being in the waiting room mm-hmm. uh, at the clinic or at the doctor's mm-hmm. office or at the hospital, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, well, at least at least pre-COVID, there would be <laughs> there would be literature around, you know, and people would be sitting closer to one another, you know, there would be the distraction of other conversations, there would be the distraction of of uh, magazines that perhaps you're not uh, have access to so that you can read about world events or you can read about cuisine or you can read about traveling or yeah and and i think there's probably been some purpose in that right. over you know, to kind of distract people a little bit before because a lot of people go anticipating well what what's the doctor going to say or maybe a follow-up with some test results whatever it might be but I'm afraid we've become conditioned to take that into church experience oh, as well. Oh, it's it's 10:30 on Sunday. I better oh, find my pew. Oh boy. Oh boy. I got to show up for my appointment with yeah, God. But so what he can are we? Tell me. T- what are we taking to the experience? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. You know, I think about Simeon and I think about Anna uh-huh. there in in the in the in the nativity story, and uh, when when they go to the temple, yep. and here was an elder man and an elder woman. She was called mm-hmm. a prophetess. A prophet. A prophetess. She'd been a widow for like 70 years, I think the scripture said. Here were two elderly people that kept coming to the temple in hopes of the fulfillment mm-hmm. of God's vision in their life right. and to have a glimpse of the hope of salvation yeah. for the house of Israel. 
I mean, do we go to church with with the anticipation is today going to be the day when the Lord really shows me something? I pray that every I know what as I prepare, as as I do a worship service, my prayer is always that everybody could walk away from that experience with something, mm-hmm. even if it was in a hymn or a praise song mm-hmm. or or if it was in a testimony. I know sometimes. Uh, you know, some of our deacons or elders will mm-hmm. will maybe share a little something in the opening of the service if they yep. have opportunity. And sometimes those guys can really share something that people really really sings with a person, really gets to them, and speaks to them. And hey, that's great. That that's mm. I have no problem with that. I that's mean, right. And even if a person, I, I I've had people come out of church uh, at times and say, "Well, Pastor, I hope you didn't." Uh, find me that I was I was going around in my Bible while you were preaching. I hope you didn't feel like I was not listening because you mentioned a scripture mm-hmm. at the opening of the service that got me on a search. And I said, well, praise the Lord. Because right. if God had you on a search of his word, yeah. then if you didn't hear another thing I said, it's okay. You know, because God had your attention. Well, it's not about us. No. Even these episodes aren't about no, it's Dad not about yeah, it's, it's not, not about us. It's about the word of God. So if, if what you're yeah. doing that whole time is communicating with God and the Spirit and being obedient to follow through, yeah. then no, we will never find fault or yeah. issue with yeah. that. We just pray that you know? there's an atmosphere there that will be conducive for that. That's right. You know, that's the thing. That that's why, you know, yeah. I, I applaud some churches that have uh some some reasonable uh, pre-service music going right. on or some things that, you know, I know in, in y'all service, you have a countdown that goes kind of lets people know as the service is about to begin, when it's about to begin. And, but there's, but there's a setting that's already yes. taking place, uh, you know, and it's fine. People come in, they're going to be talking about the events of the weekend and yeah. the ball game and all. I know that, but still we've come to worship the Lord. That's we've right. come to open the word of God and receive what he has for us. Receive what he has for us. I think when we talk about our waiting room metaphor here, I think that's okay. a lot of what we need to get back to. Um, okay, as yeah. we talk about Acts 1, we talk, and here we have Jesus has appeared to people after the resurrection, and yeah. he is preparing yeah. them to, to ascend, to be with the Father. And he's having a meal with, with the apostles and the, the disciples here. Right. And he's talking to them. And in the midst of this, he says... And in fact, if we go here to Acts 1 and 4, and I've got both my Bible and my iPad with me today because I like to be able to switch between translations a little easier here. Oh, sure. Um, and while, while being in their company and eating with them, Jesus commanded them to not leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. There you go. Of which you said you've heard me speak. Now, what's important about this is, is he's, he's instructing them to prepare and stay where they're at and prepare to wait, that, that it won't be an instantaneous thing. Now, what's interesting about that is that a few, a few verses later then, when, when he actually ascends and they're all standing there on, on the mountain, there's this, there's this hilarious moment <laughs> where yeah. the apostles are standing there watching him ascend. And the, ver- and the scripture says that he had, he had disappeared into the clouds and they keep standing there. Yeah. Staring yeah, at yeah, the sky yeah, yeah. Yeah. to the point where messengers had to be sent back down to tell them <laughs> and remind them, aren't y'all supposed to be in Jerusalem waiting for a gift from the yeah. Father? 
<laughs> like literal. And so one of the great. one of the points I want to make here is when we talk about being in the waiting room, as you're sitting there waiting on God, or you're waiting for God to answer a prayer or reveal a vision to you, are you too busy standing there and staring at things that have already happened? Or are you being obedient to what the, the Holy Spirit and God is instructing you to do and preparing yourself what is coming? See, I think that's a lot of what we like to do. We like to stand and gawk. Yeah, well, maybe so, yeah. Into the past, <laughs> to what's already transpired. Yeah. To what's already transpired. Now, watching a man rise up into the sky yeah. has to be mind-baffling, especially that in their had, day and age. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, like, how long did they have to stand there until God was just like, all right, send them because this yeah. is this is this is holding up the progress. They're holding they're holding. Yeah, but they did up. receive another word there because it said yeah. and it said, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into the sky? Why? Yeah, yeah, why? This Jesus who has who has been taken up into heaven, yes, will come in just the same way as right. you have watched him go." Into heaven, yeah. and then they and then they returned to Jerusalem. You know, right, and but they had already received that one. <clears throat> okay, yeah, well, that's true. Jesus had already told them, "I'm going so and that I, I can come back." Yeah, yeah. like so. Yeah. So what it is is that because and it's yeah, like, hey, why are y'all standing here? Yeah, that's done. That that's done. He said he's coming back. That's literally what yeah. they're doing here. Yeah. Is they're saying, "Why are y'all still standing here?" Like just just y'all just had a meal with him where he told y'all what to do. Right. And and so that's one of the things I want to talk about is like like look how many times do we find ourselves gawking at something that has already transpired. Fantastic. Fixated on something that has already transpired. You know, we we often talk about how the fact that our our cross is empty. Our cross is empty because our savior got off that cross and then 3 days later he rose again from the dead. That's a right. lot of times there are people in the faith and in Christianity and some of our dearest brothers and sisters that are so fixated about a crucified savior, they forget the risen savior. That's yes. You yes, know, yes, and while, yes. while the crucifixion represents yeah. the payment of our sins and the releasing of our guilt Absolutely. and all of those things and the, the cost that, that had to be paid so that we could be reunited with God. Sometimes we get so fixated on what has happened in the faith, we forget what is happening in the faith and what we're promised will happen in the faith. Yes. So are you sitting in the waiting room waiting for things that have already transpired? Very good. Or are you acknowledging, no, I'm in this waiting room because of what has transpired, knowing that God is moving and he will move me forward? So assess what your motives are for even being in a waiting, in a holding pattern with God. Good. Are you expectant of a vision? Are you expectant of an answer to prayer? Are you living by faith knowing that mountain has already been moved without a doubt? Or are you sitting there doubting, thinking you've either missed your appointment or that the appointment's never going to come? Because see, that, that sister that you heard in the, in the hallway that said she's about fed up with church quite possibly is at a place where she has she has come to a road where she doesn't feel like there's a movement of the spirit and it may just be in where she's at the church she's at we don't it know could be. what yeah. kind of harm or, or, or personal hurt you know we we as humans love to find offense well we, yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we love to get our yeah. fingers and if we feel like we've waited longer than we expected to you know, we, we like, we get impatient. We, you know, and oh, that's, yeah. you know, we, we, we love, yes, you know, especially if we, I had an appointment at 1030, it's 1035 and he hadn't heard from the nurse yet, whatever it is. And, True. and, and, and that, I think a lot of times our psychology, our human nature gets, get, gets more 
authority in our lives than our spirit does. Okay. So where are we at? How are what? What does it mean to be waiting? How how do you know? Galatians six and nine is as we look there. Um, it's funny we get an instruction. <laughs> we get an instruction here on how to wait. Um, and don't allow yourselves to be weary and disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping and wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. See, Paul reminds us that, you know, that there is a harvest time coming. There is a time to receive coming. So don't get tired of waiting and don't get tired of doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's just, you know, don't stop going to church because you don't yes. feel like you've gotten something from church or don't stop going to right. church because well, I've heard that sermon before. I'm bored with that sermon or, oh, he's going to be preaching on love. I know all there is to know about love. Yeah. Do you? Are you living it? Are you expressing it? Or, or have you become weary to the tasking of love? Yes, that's right. I, I heard, a, heard a wonderful, uh, wonderful quip on this, or if you will, a, a personal paraphrase uh, from a wonderful evangelist. Uh, uh, back in 2017, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm bad to do that. Sometimes I'll put down dates if I'm sitting in a service and somebody pulls something out. I think, my goodness, I like that. I, it, it hit me. It mm-hmm. gave me something. He says on this here about do not lose heart in doing good for in due, due season you'll reap if you do, if you do not grow weary. And and he said refuse to quit. Mm-hmm. Refuse to quit. That's right. And I think that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we have to tell ourselves, I, I'm not quitting here. I'm not. I'm, I'm no. not giving up on God. I'm not going to give up on this. You know, until until the Holy Spirit moves me in such a way that if I'm supposed to disconnect, if I'm supposed to withdraw and reconnect somewhere else or whatever it is, right. Then then there I go. You know. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, uh, but I like that. Refuse to quit. Refuse to quit. <laughs> Refuse to quit yep. at what the task Galatians is. six nine. That's a good one there. You, you know, know, you have to you have to remember that you have to just continue to earnestly wait. To intentionally wait. I like how the Amplified just adds that wait earnestly. Okay. Wait with you know, with integrity. Wait just there you intentionally. Go. A genuineness, a, an integrity. That's what that word means. Exactly. Yeah. We can all be patient, but how fast is that foot kicking on that leg that's, you know, crossed? That's right. How fat, that, how, 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 how much is that leg bouncing? You know, some yeah, of y'all may have uh, noticed yeah, sometimes when I'm sitting, I'm a leg bouncer. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are you, but are, or are you being like, no, I'm at peace waiting. That's right. I'm sitting here intentionally at peace and I'm, and I'm preparing myself to receive, you know, another, yeah. another, you know, on the topic of waiting and, and I did a little pre-work cause we talked, we talked about how waiting was going to be part of today's conversation. And in in Habakkuk two, uh, the the Lord has given Habakkuk visions, and that people yeah, often yeah. talk about the, the 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 oracles or visions of Habakkuk. That's a, a lot of what the book is recording here. Um, and the Lord answered Habakkuk in chapter two here, and He says, and "It's funny." The Lord tells him, "Now write the vision and engrave it plainly on tablets, so everyone who passes will know what I've said." And then immediately follows that up. And this is the words of the Lord to Habakkuk is, for the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end of fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint, though it tarry, you wait earnestly for it because it will surely come and it will not be uh, behanded to its appointed date. So behind in its appointed time. Yes. Yes. See what we have here. And of course, this is a direct reference to what then is repeated then in uh, Hebrews 10. 
37 and 38 um, is, is echoes these verses again. Yes. But what here is Habakkuk's being told, like, I'm about to give you a vision. You need to be prepared to record this vision, not just for yourselves, but for posterity, because the things in it are for an appointed time. See, that's another thing, too. We oftentimes will ask God for blessing. We will ask God to show us something, teach us mm -hmm. something, release mm -hmm. us to action. But it's not yet time for that action. It's not yet time for that blessing. Exactly. So the Lord says, no, there's an appointed time for that. So you need to there again, earnestly wait. That's right. For that appointed that, time. That's right. This vision I'm about to give you is not for the here and now. He's telling Habakkuk. He's like, but it is something that you need to record, so make your preparations to record it. Exactly. He gave him heads up. Like, I'm about to give you something. Make sure you have something to record it in. Yeah. yeah. Are we sitting, as we're talking to the Lord, are you sitting there prepared to receive and record? That's oftentimes why we encourage people to do a prayer journal or, or keep notes in your Bible or whatever. When the Lord, mm -hmm. when the Lord tells you, it's like, Hey, there's a vision coming. Or even when he gives you a vision, referring back to, to where you were, those those two obedient servants who had received yeah, a vision there you go. decades prior and That's had right. continued to show up to the temple That's right. for the appointed time when there would be a, a, a reception yes. and a revelation, yes. a completion, a fulfillment of the vision. Mm -hmm. You may wait your entire life and not see something come to fruition. Yeah, that's what they did. Till, till right before the end of your life. Yes. You, you don't know what it will be. That's you exactly know, right. M Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, they're very good who, who quite literally, his name means, and then it will come. And then it will come. Uh, <laughs> had no clue that the vision encompassed yep. in his name was something that he would not even see. Yeah. That would not come to pass until the moments after he died. You know, you have you have repeatedly these things, and and see, I was laughing with a dear sister on the phone the other day because all too often we like to pretend like God has changed. That God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is not the God of Jesus and his disciples. No, Scripture tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The character of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. How he operates is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There you go. God is unchanging. That's right. That's right. We like to say, oh, well, if we can change, we're creating his image. Freeze. You got a belly button? You're a son of Adam. God created Adam in his image, recreated us in the image of the second Adam, but you're born into sin. So you're a different animal, different creature. Yeah. Be real. So... But we do have the testimony of Scripture to teach us how God operates. Yes, amen. If we pay attention there while we're go. sitting in the, in, the, in the waiting room, the proverbial <laughs> waiting room, and I, I know we're beating this metaphor to death today, That's okay. but the fact of the matter is, as I'm sitting in the waiting room, I can be like, oh, well, you know, how did he treat, how did he treat David? Yeah. How did he treat David? Well, David had some times where he was sitting off in the woods by himself. David had some times where he yeah, had to sit and sit true. alone. In the, right. He had true. to sit alone in the throne room sometimes true, true and, and fess it up. Yeah. How did he? Well, how did he treat? How did he treat Moses? Or how did he treat Jacob? How did he treat Daniel? Well, yeah, Daniel had to sit in a den with lions overnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think the connection with all of those yeah. were that they 
because even the New Testament verifies that with Father Abraham, mm-hmm. that they were found faithful. And some of these very same ones are going to be named in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Many call that the great chapter of faith or the, or the, or the, the, the roll call of the faithful or the, yep. the hall of fame for the faithful, whatever you want to call it. But you know the wonderful thing, back in that second chapter of Habakkuk, yep. after, where he stopped in verse 3, verse 4 goes yeah. on and says, but as for the proud one, now the proud one is going to be confident in their own flesh, Yep. In their own ability to think, you know, I've got it on the ball. I've, you know, I know what I want to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. If God shows up, okay. But you know, it's kind of that <laughs> attitude. It says his soul is not right within him. That's what the prophet said. His soul is not right, and he will go on to give several examples about living in debt and about uh, living living and supporting yourself, uh, bolstering yourself with intoxication or whatever. He's going to name several different things that people resort to many times rather than yep. to follow after the Lord, have patience in God. What is he going to say in verse 4? But the righteous will live by faith. Yep. Now, I had this out. I wrote this down at the 500th birthday and anniversary of the great uh, discovery and the great declaration of Martin Luther mm-hmm. in 1517. And so in 2017, when we were in particular celebrating the 500th anniversary yeah. of Martin Luther and his, his 99 thesis and all that, uh, that, that revolution of theology, if you will, uh, that took place there, the thing, that, the thing that stirred him so was that very verse found in the prophet. But the righteous will live by faith, not by doctrine, not by edicts, uh, papal edicts, or or what this church father said, or what this one said, or none of that. Politics, none of that. Put it all aside. The righteous, the person that's going to be right with God, will be a person who lives by his faith. And so, you know, we can't excuse ourselves there, because we're going to be just. We're going to be judged on our just. Do, uh, doings and and on our on the things that God considers right you know in fact Jesus said it'll be the word itself that will judge every man yep. you see and that's why as we kind of unpack some of this I think yep. we're going to end up going there to, yeah. to some extent uh, maybe not all so much so today but I mean are we sitting are we sitting in the waiting room trying our best to be distracted from what is ahead of us ooh yeah yeah because there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. There's a lot of pain in the waiting room. Yeah, there there's, is. There, there there's is. a lot yeah. of there. There is a lot of animosity in the waiting room. There is a lot of anxiousness, depression. There are a lot of maladies yes. in the waiting room of a hospital. There's a lot of yeah. things we see. But the fact of the matter is, although we are in this world, we are not of this world. That's any exactly right. And see, to, that's one of the things here today. What you know, we we have been given a lot of vision from the Lord and a lot of truth in the spirit here recently in recent episodes about the fact that you need to get right with the Lord. You need to be reconciled to God because see, you can listen to us talk till our faces turn blue about being in the right mode of waiting and being in the right preparedness of waiting and understanding scripture and reading the word of God. But until you are uh, reunited through belief and faith in Christ Jesus and the Father, till you are reconciled to the Father and receive the Holy Spirit, 
and and understand the the relational connection there, it is very hard to understand. First of all, the term righteousness. Yes. Because how do you validate righteousness without the 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 supreme authority of God? How do you validate the necessity of that in your life? How do you understand it? So when we say things like the scripture says, man is not in right standing with God or righteous uh, until out of his faith, he through faith declares the righteous and standing with right God. You know, I just butchered reading that. That's <laughs> okay. But the fact of the matter is, is the words of Habakkuk then echoed by Paul in Galatians and they're again re- phrased and alliterated on and expounded on by Jesus Christ himself mm-hmm. all throughout the New Testament is the law adhered to strictly convicts us only of our own sin yes. and our own unrighteousness. It is only through faith and, and obedience that we that we get to the point where faith is the covering and the releasing of what the law is capable of. Yeah. See, it's a backwards pursuit. If your if your whole thing is I'm going to adhere to the law, I'm going to adhere to the law, I'm going to adhere to the law, all you're going to see is the sin. Whereas if by faith you say I have a savior who has relinquished me from the burden of sin. Yes. The law then becomes an act of love. The law then becomes yes. something that is evident well, that just makes sense. That should make if you find yourself still at odds with the Word of God, you may need to get right with God first. Yes, because if this is just if this is if if every time somebody talks about Scripture, you roll your eyes. If every time somebody says, "Well, you know," but but up but up but ah, in Proverbs it says this, and you you immediately are just like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." I was just asking for some advice about my car, I'm like. If every time somebody around you quotes scripture, <laughs> if every time you, you tune into this episode, all you do is find yourself getting annoyed every time we read scripture when we're talking about psychology or the way we need to act and, and react in the world, you need to evaluate your relationship with God. Maybe maybe it's time for you to get on your knees and repent because that there's always that time. We are always at that yeah. time, just yeah. so you know. We are always at that time yes. when we need to be repenting. Because the thing about it is, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Patience. Being able to sit earnestly waiting in that waiting room. Being able to sit there patiently and at peace is something that should come natural to the faith-filled believer. Right. That's right. You know, that's it's the it's the natural yep. fruit of who we have become. Yes. I am born again each day anew. It's not just talking about cellular regeneration that happens every twenty four hours. It's talking about the fact that I am a new creation, no more in condemnation. That's right. That's right. Well, Paul said it that way in in Romans chapter eight when he said, "Therefore, there is now no condemnation." That's right. And I had a footnote here. Because condemnation changes nothing, not a thing. And so he says, there, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So the choice is ours. And, and 
That chapter says, that's why there was a therefore, because when you, when you come into Scripture to a therefore, it is the summation. It is the pointing of, okay, all of what's been said leads to this. And if you go back into that seventh chapter and all, Paul takes you through a whole thing about the bondage of sin mm-hmm. and about where the law had brought us, you know, the law of sin and death. And so he comes to this point. Mm-hmm. Paul, and Paul confesses his own weaknesses there. Your weakness, my weakness. Paul confessed his own weakness yep. with the flesh. But he said, here's the thing. If we're in Christ Jesus, if we have made a conscious and willful decision that Jesus is Lord of our life, we've like, like Robert said, we've repented of our sin. Yep. That's the beginning. That's the foundation place right there. Yep. We've, we've let Jesus Christ come in, and we have been received in him. You see, and our name's been written in his book in heaven. We have guarantees. We have an inheritance. We have a ceiling. We have a warranty. All those things are now ours. And and we're going to probably get into that some about yeah. all that, what it is to be patient with the Lord and what it is to be one who is waiting for the things of God to unfold. Gets back to that vision Habakkuk yeah. had, you know. And, and But he says here, if we're in Christ, and that the law of the Spirit and the life of Christ Jesus has set you free, then dear friend, you are free. Jesus said, you know, you've been set free indeed. Yeah. He who has the Son is set free indeed. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts to that. You have been set free from the law of sin and death. And then he's going to go on in that eighth chapter and start explaining all that and start revealing to us what all we now have, including in just a few verses, we, we also now possess that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Now that's, that's overcoming power right there. That's pretty powerful. So I think today's a good day to make that decision. If you've not made it, yeah. let us know. We'll be glad to help you with that process to understand what it is. We'll field any question you have. Um, or concerns uh, we've made the we've made the uh, offer several times if you don't have a bible in your hand we'll be glad to get one to you just as quickly as we can listen you know you need to get into you need to get into the preaching of the word of god yep. and and we're and, and be a part of a fellowship a church that lifts jesus christ as lord and savior you know, pray, celebrate him on that cross. But my goodness, celebrate that resurrected Jesus. Celebrate that Jesus who is soon coming again. Yes. And 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 we and we want to get into some of those things, yes. talking about our waiting and our patience and all. Um, I don't know what else to say than that, Robert. Get it, get it started. Get and it if, started. And if you're already one who has got it started, then. Don't quit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's an al- yeah. it's an alteration of perspective. There you go. And we're going to talk more about in the coming episodes. Yeah. That waiting is all about what kind of perspective you have on that waiting room. Amen. So we'll see you next time. Amen. God bless.